Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Yo, hey, what's up, guys? Coach G here from Tanda Nutrition, and I am joined by the wonderful Coach Layla, our dietitian on staff, and together we'll be doing another live episode of the Tandem Talk Show. Layla, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm super excited to be here, so we have a great topic that we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm also super excited, not just for this episode, but for two very important events that are coming up for you, Layla. Tell us about that. Yes. So I am competing in the MPC fitness division in June and July. Um, I'm going after my pro card. So super excited for those coming up. You're so humble, Layla. So, so guys, basically, she had the warm-up show on June 19th in, in Dallas called the Dallas Europa. Europa. And so I'll be down there. If you feed anyone here, listen to this in Dallas. Uh, let us know. We'd love to meet up with you. Um, I'll know a few people down there from Indiana. Then she has Universe happening in July, July 1st. And if she wins that, guys, which she has a very, very high chance, she's going to win her pro card. And that's really, really amazing. It's not very easy to win or to even get to the level she already has, much less go to Universe. But Layla, we're cheering for you, my friend. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm super excited. Yes. And for all new to our Tandem Talk show, um, as you know, my name is Coach G. Uh, and as I mentioned, I'm joined here by Coach Layla. The Tandem Nutrition team are a group of women, women's fat loss experts. And we specialize in helping women lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives in a healthy and sustainable way. And if you're not yet a part of our private Facebook group, feel free to go to www.tandemnutrition.com forward slash Facebook right away to get into access to all our free fat loss resources, live trainings, and more. We'll be more than happy and very excited to, um, to see you in our group. Like Lily said, we have a very exciting topic for today. And um, before we get into our topic, I do want to cover some big wins from our VIP team. And by the way, if you're tuning in live right now, uh, give us a like or comment live below. Let us know you're tuning in. Throughout this episode, ask us questions, okay? So ask us questions. Today's episode will be on the six things to never ignore when reading a food label. So all those questions you ever want to ask about a nutrition facts food label, this is your time. This is your opportunity to ask the dietitians on the tandem nutrition team your questions to get science-based answers. Isn't that right, Layla? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, hey, you know, as you start with some client wins, why don't you start with yours? Yeah, so one client win I have from this past week is um, my girl, Lindsay. She is down over five inches in one month. So some amazing composition changes. I just made her first side-by-sides and they are rocking. I'm super excited for her. Boom. That is awesome. Great job, Dusty Moore. Did you have some more you'd like to share? No, okay. you're good. <laughs> Did you already say all those three? No, I just, I just said one. It was Lindsay. Oh, I didn't even say. I completely missed. It's okay. Ah. Well, hey, big shout, big shout out to Dusty Moore too. She's crushing it too. 
Yeah, she's down, what, six and a half inches in just four weeks? Yeah, amazing starts for both of them, yeah. Yes, and also Kaylee just now finished her 12-week program with you. Not only did she mm-hmm. achieve her goal weight, but she is heading on and starting a successful metabolic reset phase as well, which is exciting. You know, we always love when our clients finish our programs and like, hey, what's next? Because when you reach your weight loss goal, that's just like you're at the halfway point, right? You're not Mm -hmm. done yet. You have to, it's most effective to transition into a metabolic reset phase or a maintenance phase, whatever term you want to use, because we want to transition our clients to a phase where they no longer have to track their calories. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so and, go ahead. And when transition them to be able to sustain that, because sometimes, I mean, you're working really hard during that fat loss phase and that those ending targets, when you get to your goal might not be the most sustainable. And so transitioning to that metabolic reset phase is just crucial for you to stay at your goal. Cause I mean, you work so hard to get there. We don't want to yo-yo back up. And so super, super crucial. I, I agree. And like the two most common things that we see are when people reach their weight goal, they either go back to eating how they were, which is going to cause weight gain, or they try to stay there, which is even worse because your cravings are out of the roof, right? You're super hungry. You're probably irritable. You're snacky. You maybe got some food obsessiveness happening and you're just maybe even shy away from social situations. So the only way, the only way to get out of that situation is to slowly increase your calories over time through a a metabolic reset phase to reset your metabolism and to make your goals sustainable and easy to maintain for the rest of your life. So, hey, great job, Destiny, Kaylee, and Lindsay. You ladies are doing, and also, Coach Sale, you're amazing. Great <laughs> job with him as well. So, Thanks. definitely can't give you enough praise. <laughs> now, we also have Coach Boston Crush. Coach, Coach Boston, half our team is actually in Puerto Rico right now, and their clients are still crushing it. Coach Boston has a few clients winning big time. In fact, Rhonda Elliott is down 12 pounds in eight weeks. I just want to say, I remember my call. So the call with, with Rhonda I had over the, she tried everything for years. She could not lose. I mean, super clean eater, tracked everything, doing all exercises, could not lose weight for years. And it's so amazing to see that she's already down 12 pounds in eight weeks. That's huge. That's absolutely amazing. We also have Lexi Hatcher. She's down seven pounds in just five weeks. And back-to-back new low weigh-ins for Mish. Miss Ashley Stevens this week. So, you know, as you know, for throughout a weight loss journey, you know, it's not pretty typical to see weight loss go down, go down every day, or even see multiple new new low weigh-ins um, every week. It's kind of like the stock market, but backward. You have these ups and downs, but it's gradually going to trend downward. But Ashley Stevens is on a good path to huge success throughout her program. And lastly, Kaylee Howe down five pounds and. In whoa, in 1.5 weeks, I thought this said 1.5 inches, but five pounds in one and a half weeks that is pretty much amazing. And Coach Haley, one of, one of our newest coaches on the team, uh, big shout out to her client, client Lauren. She's down 10 pounds in just six weeks, so really proud of their progress and all their hard work. So great job, uh, silent clap for our clients. Good job, cannot wait to see next week's wins and more of our clients doing some big things in their Tone Up VIP program. So just checking the Facebook connection just to make sure we're live because, oh, we got a couple people. Awesome, awesome. Yes, Miriam, we will definitely explain the metabolic reset phase uh, again. In fact, we can send you a, a cheat sheet if that would be better for you as well. 
but for sure, we'll definitely touch that, touch on that at the end of today's podcast. So today, today we're covering the six things you should never ignore when reading a nutrition facts food label. Layla, what is one thing that when a consumer picks up a food product and they read a nutrition facts food label, what is one thing they should never overlook? They should never overlook the serving size. I'd say just start at the top. Mm. And why is that important? So it's just important to know what all of the recommendations under that serving size are actually about. So you might pick up a big bag of chips and it says um, like 130 calories. That does not mean the entire bag is 130 calories. That means the serving size at the top, which is probably seven to 13 chips is 130 calories. And so starting there, so that way you know how to address and account for the rest of the label. Yes. Yes. I think one of the, a sneaky product is like, um, could be like a Snickers bar, like an extra large Snickers bar. And you says, mm-hmm. it says like calories and it says like 180, but like, it doesn't take into fact that it's two servings and that's yeah. and like, Oh, well this is so low in calories, but no, there's two servings in one. That's so sad. be careful. And so, yeah, what you said, it's very important to know because this ultimately determines how many calories your body is intaking, not what you track, because you can track what's correct and what's not. And also just to be completely transparent, the reason why it's important to be consistent in my fitness pal tracking the same foods is because nutrition facts, food labels, calorie wise can be off by up to 25%. And so there's a lot of errors and variability with tracking, especially on nutrition facts, food labels. So it's very important to look at your serving size, what that looks like. And let me ask you this, Layla, what have you found to be most effective? Let's say that your clients are weighing out cereal mm-hmm. and they want one serving and one serving is say 75 grams. How would you recommend someone assessing that serving size to get the best and most accurate portion? Um, I would say to use your food scale and just weigh that out. Or typically if you look online, you could look at conversions like 75 grams might be about um, like three fourths cup, something like that. Um, I think it's actually around probably what it is. Um, yeah, I would just look at one of those two, but we do know that the food scale is going to be the most accurate. So I'd always recommend my clients to start there. Absolutely. There's a lot of times where like I would weigh out and this really goes for peanut butter too. You, if you weigh out 16 grams of peanut butter, which is one tablespoon, but if you get a tablespoon and you whip up one tablespoon, I guarantee the size of those two will be different. And the um whether or not you lose weight will depend on those small calories adding up over time especially if you eat peanut butter twice or three times a day that can be an extra 300 calories you're getting and you're only tracked for one or two servings absolutely absolutely and like you said those little things that really is what makes the difference like that consistency is key but also like those licks those bites those extra grams here and there like it all adds up. Um, and so I think that's something really important for clients to always remember and just make sure that they're holding themselves accountable to. Absolutely. Yep. So when it comes to fat loss, it's definitely most important to pay attention to calories because mm-hmm. while you're in a calorie deficit, that's going to help you lose weight. But you know, our clients just don't like to, or don't want to lose weight. They want to focus on fat loss, which comes to number two, the second type or the second thing that you don't want to overlook, especially when trying to search for this macronutrient is the protein. So protein, as you know, will determine whether or not the weight you lose comes from muscle or from fat. Um, Mm -hmm. Not in those exact 
terms, but loosely, we want to protect muscle mass. So when you're choosing a high protein food, and this really goes specifically towards like protein bars, because a lot of protein bars, <clears throat> I hate to say this, but are almost candy bars in disguise. We want to make sure they have at least 20 grams of protein. Sadly, some have 12 or eight, and that's very, um, that's not optimal. That's, they're filled with, they're filled with sugar, other, other products, they taste really good, but you want to make sure that you take a look at the protein and say, hey, is this a good source of protein? And Layla, what are your favorite sources of protein that you find your clients eating more than others? Um, I always like to just recommend having food first. Um, so, I mean, whether that's chicken, fish, beef, pork, um, those are always good places to start. Um, any of those proteins, we can do like egg whites, we can do protein shakes are normally pretty good. But again, that can kind of fall into the protein bar category sometimes if you're not careful, because some of them, they end up having a lot more carbs and every and other things compared to protein, which again, nothing wrong with that, but you just have to consider everything else you're having in the day and the purpose of that, like is the purpose of that protein bar of that protein shake to get your protein up? Or is it just because you want it? And that's fine too. Um, what are we pairing it with? What does the rest of your day look like around that? Exactly. Exactly. And, and just for optimal fat loss progress, it's, it's, you know, science suggests that it may be best to have at least 20 grams of protein in each meal or, or snack. And that's just mm -hmm. to make sure that you optimize the rate of what we call muscle protein synthesis, which is a fancy word for, we're going to make sure we optimize your muscle building process at that time. A lot of times when we don't have a lot of protein in the meal, we're not getting the biggest effect from fat loss and muscle, muscle building from that one meal. And if we have that as a, as a meal and we, we have to wait another three or four hours to eat again, Mm -hmm. And that meal has a bigger source of like a larger source of protein. There could be some muscle loss, especially if you're in a severe calorie deficit, but absolutely not likely if you're doing your, uh, doing a great job of hitting your total protein goals for the day. Mm -hmm. So that was number two. So the number one thing that you should not overlook or ignore is the serving size. Number two is the protein. Protein is most important for fat loss. Layla, what is the third thing that consumers should be aware of? I think it's great to just be aware of the fat label and everything that kind of comes with that. I know that can be confusing because sometimes you'll just see total fat. Sometimes you'll see saturated. Sometimes you'll see trans. Um, so that can get confusing. So I think it's good to hop there next. Yeah. So when you think about, first off, tell us how is the total fat, when we see total fat on the nutrition facts label, how is that calculated? Wait, just um, adding up all of the grams of fat that are in the product itself. Yes. Yep. So as Lila said, it adds up the types of monounsaturated fats, the, the poly and even the trans and which of those, there's one of these that we have to be very, very careful of. And I know that Layla knows it. Layla, what is one that we should be very, um, very careful to watch out for? We should be careful for those trans fats. Those trans fats. Why are they bad? So trans fats are not real fats. These are man-made fats. Um, so these are going to be found in your heavily like processed things, um, prepackaged things, a lot of times like dessert foods, um, just other things like that typically have those trans fats and it's not great um, just because your body, it's not, like I said, it's man-made. So your body is not designed and equipped to break that down properly. Um, so definitely have to watch out for that. Absolutely. It can certainly increase your risk for heart conditions like heart disease. And we recommend, not we, but USDA, 
recommends as little as amount as possible each day. So just mm-hmm. be very careful. Like the, the main purpose of trans fat is to improve the, the, uh, the palatability of food, help improve its taste yeah. and also its shelf life. And unfortunately, there's a lot of negative effects with these t- types of fats. So when you look at mm-hmm. foods that like, like donuts and on a shelf or, um, it, you know, this is something surprising and I almost didn't want to say it, but even peanut butter has trans fats in them. Yeah. And that's actually going to our next topic is ingredients. Wait, wait, wait. to. Go ahead. I want to add another point about trans fat, especially for those people who are watching the, their cholesterol levels. Trans fat is also um, correlated to um, increased total cholesterol and LDL cholesterol, which is our more like our bad fat. HDL is our good one. LDL is going to be that bad one. So having a lot of trans fat or just having that consistently could be negatively impacting those labs. And so if you're someone who's watching their cholesterol, looking at the, that fat part on the food label, trans fat specifically, is going to be super crucial for you. Yes. Yes. And, and, and the, the two good fats and especially the one that we should put, pay attention to is the monounsaturated fatty acid. So that's the one found in avocados, walnuts, olive oil. oil. Mm-hmm. So things like that. In fact, I have, I have a habit every day. I think I announced this at least 300 times to have a tablespoon of olive oil every day. The reason why I do that is because it's just full of antioxidants and it also helps fight inflammation. In fact, studies show that the anti-inflammatory properties of olive oil, its mechanism is very similar to that of what's found in ibuprofen. And so if you take it consistently, then it can really, I, I feel at 32 years old, I, even though I lift weights, I feel pretty, pretty, I still got a little, some years to go. Right. But I feel okay. Right. But that's a just game changer for me. Plus I want to vary up my fats too. I just don't want to have fish oil and peanut butter. We want to have a variety of fats in our, in our, in our meals. So, mm-hmm. so I have like sat fats, the saturated fats from like burgers or steaks when I have them, the monos from like the olive oil, and then I have, I believe almonds are a mixture of mono and poly, but they're more on the poly side, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then I have fish oil, which is a poly and saturated fat. So just getting a great mixture of fats is so important for good health. Absolutely. Okay. Number three. Nope. Number four. Yes. yes. So it's also very important to be on a lookout for certain ingredients in the ingredients label. And by the way, if you, if you are not aware yet, the ingredient label is ordered in descending order, meaning that it starts off with the ingredient that is most, most prevalent, most, how would you say it, Leila? Most common, highest. Um, no, most heavily used. So whatever ingredient is first, it, that makes up majority of the product. And then it's going to go down from there. So what is at the very end, it's used the least compared to everything else. What's used at the beginning is used the most. Well said. Yes. J- just a quick tip for everyone today. <clears throat> Layla, what are some things that people should look out for on Nutrition Facts food labels? Um, well, one thing, there's a lot of words that you can find on there. So one thing that I think is super common is seeing the fortified versus enriched, or if you're seeing one or the other, or if it says fortified and enriched, that sounds great. What does that mean? Do you need something fortified and enriched? Do we know? Um, so I think that's something good to look at. So just in general, fortified is going to be, fortified is our, 
Fortified means there's the micronutrient is already in the product and they're just adding more of it, right? So there's kind of increasing what's already there. And then enriched means they're adding something that wasn't there before, which isn't necessarily bad. So that just means that there's just, they're both processing byproducts, fortified, they're increasing what's already there, enriched, they're adding something that wasn't there probably for a reason. Yep. Like vitamin D, for example, is fortified with vitamin D whole milk or milk, like skim milk is fortified with vitamin D, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was there, like in whole milk, it's, it'd be a natural source of vitamin D, but throughout the yeah. processing that stripped. And so the manufacturer will put vitamin D in there for, especially for children, vitamin D is very important for bone health, athletic performance, sleep. So that's right. Especially breads and cereals too. A lot of cereals are fortified with vitamins and minerals. So, mm -hmm. because as you can imagine, you're taking like this grain product and you're processing it, you're giving it some color, you're getting it some shape. I mean, something's gonna be lost, okay? Let's just be honest. Like, yeah. I don't even know, Captain Crunch is my favorite cereal. Hey, for everyone watching, I wanna hear, what is your favorite cereal? I have a really <laughs> cool post that I'll, I'll post tomorrow on cereal, but um, but yeah, so there will things there will be things that, that are lost. So fortifying, as Layla correctly said, it's just them putting more backing more back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, another tricky word that we should watch out for. And one reason why some people choose to have natural peanut butter is because the word hydrogenated oils is a sneaky word for trans fats. And yes. if you go to a peanut butter label, you'll notice it has zero grams of trans fats, though it has hydrogenated oils on the label. Why is that? Um, so some products based on how much they have of something in them can make claims that it doesn't have it. So it can get kind of confusing if something is going to be like low or light. It just kind of might mean it has less than five grams or less than three grams of it. And so technically you can kind of just, they brush it under the rug, like it's not really there. So looking for things like hydrogenated oil on that ingredient list is going to be super key because that means although it might not be a significant amount of trans fat, there's definitely some in there. And so again, especially if you're watching labs or it's something to just, something to be aware of um, that you're still consuming that. Exactly. And just what you said too, it is essentially, you know, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Trans just about fats. Yeah. And how things, if oh. it just, it has less than like five grams or something. Right. So it doesn't, so the gut, what, what's, what's interesting is that the government can set standards to <clears throat> what, so once an ingredient meets a certain amount, mm -hmm. then let's say it's like for fats, it's like up to 0.5. If it's less than 0.5 grams per serving, it can be labeled as zero. Mm -hmm. And so for trans fats in one serving, it's not high enough to get even a 0.5, but if you eat two servings, three servings, you're getting that 0 0.5, 0 0.75, one, and that can add up really quickly. So that's, Absolutely. hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I eat Skippy's, I eat Jeff. I do not eat natural, I cannot eat natural peanut butter. <clears throat> so I'm just being honest with you. I love peanut butter, but I will not go natural. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do, Layla? Um, I actually don't really eat peanut butter. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Cool. I don't know. My go-to fat lately has just been avocados. I've just, I don't know if it's something about the avocados in Florida, but I just love them. Yes. Uh, we have some great questions coming on. Ooh. Sam has mentioned, can you grab a food, food product with a label so us visual learners can see what you're talking about? 
Lydia, do you have a fig label nearby? Yes. Hang on. Give me a second. Honey bunches of oats. That is awesome. Love that, Miriam. Raisin Brain Crunch. That's a good one, too. My favorite right now is probably rice. Rice, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Okay. Rice Krispies? Yeah. We are back. Cool. I have two products. I have some pasta and I have some almonds. What do you want to see? Let's see the almonds and check out the the fat content. Excellent. So total fat, 13 grams. Right under total fat, it says saturated fat. We have one, oh, that's some bad lighting, but we have one gram of saturated fat. Trans fat is under that zero grams. Under that, we see polyunsaturated fat at 3.5. And then your personal favorite, Coach G, monounsaturated fat, we have eight grams. And so Adding all of those up is what gets us that total fat. Perfect. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And looking at the ingredient list, there's no hydrogenated oils. The first ingredient on here is almonds. So we know that most of what is used in this almond container is actually <laughs> almonds. So let's that is so. that's promising. So. They are coconut flavored. I really recommend these. These are my favorite. Good stuff. So another ingredient that we should be kind of uh, a few other ones are uh, MSG, which is basically uh, an acronym for monosodium glutamate. And so this is an additive to help influence the flavor of foods. And usually MSG is paired with foods that are very high in sodium. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in some cases, MSG is found naturally in foods, but we understand through research that foods that are really high in MSG, it could have some dangerous effects for brain health, brain function. So, and plus it's an additive to make you keep wanting to eat more and more and more. So, so MSG is, you know, I, I, I see this a lot in like some chip products mm -hmm. and um, any, anything. That, ramen. Ramen. Yes. Ramen. Yeah. Yes. You're right. And also a couple other ones are the sodium nitrites and sodium nitrates. So basically this is found in uh, processed meats like bacon and deli meat and sandwiches. It, it's, it's been known to cause or um, ha have an effect on um, like cancer. And so we just want to be careful that we're not consuming a lot of that. Now, keep in mind that all these ingredients are, in, they are regulated by the FDA. So eating them is not going to cause ill health. Like our government would not put, let's hope not, that they wouldn't put things onto our plates that would cause health. So it's best processed meats. They're fine. Moderation, probably best, but focus on lean proteins, healthy fats, minimally processed foods. Mm -hmm. It's probably best. It's, no, no, it, it is best. Let's just be real with this. We're not here trying to like sugarcoat things. Please avoid that. <laughs> Eat, eat in light quantities, processed foods. Yes, but there's also a difference in processed foods. Like I think it's important to realize that like a carrot, if you buy a bag of carrots, while that might seem super fresh, that's considered processed still, right? So because something had to happen for them to all like get in that bag. So like everything, most things are processed, but just trying to, you know, shop the perimeter and get like whole foods, minimally processed things, like maybe a bag of vegetables compared to buying like the actual head of lettuce or the actual carrot sticks compared to like a can of 
flavored carrots, you know? So just remembering the scope, there's a lot of different levels to processing. Um, so don't be scared and think that you're gonna be able to avoid it completely because you won't be able to. Um, but yes, being mindful is for sure key. Absolutely, absolutely. Mindful is key in a lot of things. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm, absolutely. Let's chat about fiber. Fiber is the other thing that we wanna look at on a, on a nutrition facts food label. And the reason is because one, fiber has a lot of beneficial properties for not only digestion and regularity, but also reducing a risk for colorectal cancer. Plus, it's great for dieting down because it helps us stay full longer. And usually, the foods that we consume that do contain fiber also contain a lot of other good stuff, like fruits and vegetables come with a lot of vitamins and minerals that can aid in the feeling of fullness and improving our health. So especially when you're cereal shopping, it's not a bad idea to look for high fiber cereals. Like Kashi Goline is really high in fiber, pretty good source of protein, tastes like chicken feed. Okay. I'm not lying. I'm not chicken feed. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Let's just be real, but shredded wheat is a good option. Shredded wheat <laughs> is it's high in fiber. Have you ever had Kashi Goline crunch? I'm not, I was never a big cereal person growing up. My cereals were Cheerios and Wheaties. So thanks mom for, I love Wheaties. <laughs> Haven't really had like Captain Crunch. I don't think I've ever had that. That's really? what you said, right? Yeah. Wow. I just, that wasn't in our house. So. That is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, but fiber in general, I always am preaching this too. A lot of times if you're not regular in going to the bathroom, making sure you're looking at your MyFitnessPal, recommended 25 to 38 grams of fiber every single day. So if you find yourself not being super consistent, having like, if you're bloating a lot, if you're um, just having some stomach pains, I'd say that's a great place to start and just see how much you're actually averaging. Um, so again, 25 to 38 grams a day. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Last one we're going to go over um, are the added sugars and also sodium. And I, I don't want to like say everyone should be like on the lookout for sodium. I would say those who perhaps ha have you know prehypertension or high blood pressure, just because mm -hmm. those uh, these types of this population are more sensitive and higher sodium intakes could be more detrimental to their health, mm -hmm. especially as it affects blood pressure uh, to a higher degree than someone who does not have high blood pressure. But when it comes to added sugar, I know that Sam is going to love this answer. I know she's asking, well, Garrett, how, you know, what is my limit for like added sugars? Well, according to the CDC, maybe I should not start with that recommendation up front, but according to uh, CDC, let's just say this, USDA, basically like adults, we should limit our intake of added sugar to no more than 10% of our calories. So if you're consuming a 2000 calorie diet, then roughly 200 calories should not over that should be limited to added sugars mm -hmm. in the food. And yeah, Layla, do you have any, anything to add to that? Um, I wanted to touch on the sodium or did you mean? Oh yeah, the... no, go ahead with sodium. Yeah. So one thing in general, recommended daily allowance of sodium, 2,300 milligrams. Speaking of ramen again, I'm one thing of ramen with that seasoning packet has half, if not more than half of how much sodium you have for the day. Uh, Coach G made a great point about people who are prehypertensive, have hypertension, other um, things to consider to definitely be mindful of that. But also sodium is one of those things that consistently what you're doing kind of adds to those long-term effects as well. So if you're consistently having like 5,000 milligrams of sodium every day, while you might 
not be hypertensive now, it might catch up with you or increase the risk of catching up with you later in life. And so being mindful of it while you are not worried about it and in a like feel healthy, feel good um, is going to be really important just for longevity aspects. Because again, we don't want to have everything kind of hit us once we're a little bit older, you know? Correct. You are always put on Lila. I totally agree with your points. Does anyone, <laughs> does anyone have any questions about sodium or added sugars? That, those are the six things that we wish you not to overlook. And we'll go over those really quickly too. Number one, serving size. Number two, protein. Number three, list of ingredients. Number four, the food label, especially, no, no, the, the fat label. So looking at your total fats, learning how to add up the total fats, where are those fats coming from. Absolutely. The list of ingredients, added sugars, sodium, and also fiber as well. Mm -hmm. So great, great list there, Layla. Let's check Facebook to see if we have any questions. Which we don't, except for Miriam mentioned wanting to learn more about the metabolic reset phase. Okay. Cool. So assuming you don't have any specific questions about that phase, what are some other names that sugar is listed? Ooh, I got a good one for this. What's that? Not for everything, but most things on that nutrition facts label, the list of ingredients, if it rhymes with gross. That's so good. Sugar. Gross. Sucrose, dextrose. Maltose. Maltose, yeah. Also, syrups, honey. Yeah. Agave nectar. <clears throat> but I, I never heard that before. So if it rhymes with gross. Yeah. Isn't that a good one? That's Where'd you hear that from? Um, I think I read it on the American, like, heart association um i don't know just when i was making education a couple years ago and it just really stuck out with me yeah so sam just what she said if, if it were if it if it rhymes with gross like sucrose dextrose maltose even like table sugar which is sucrose syrups honey agave things like that those are really good signs that they're putting in sugar into the food which mm -hmm. if it tastes too good to be true it's probably too good to be true but it's still trackable moderation is key absolutely Moderation Balance. is key. Always. <laughs> so with the metabolic reset phase, the metabolic reset phase is essentially a phase that comes after a 12 to 15 week fat loss phase. Its sole purpose is to help rejuvenate or reset your metabolism. And it's done by slowly increasing calories over time to help your body adapt and reverse those metabolic adaptations that occur throughout dieting. So you can increase your calories while keeping your body weight the same, and therefore start your next fat loss phase in a point where you're eating more, you're doing less cardio, and you're, you can lose fat faster and more effectively and a lot more comfortably than before. In fact, I think, Leila, you have a client right now, Jamie, who's just crushing her metabolic reset phase. Oh, yeah. Tell Absolutely. Yeah, Jamie, when I began working with Jamie, she was hitting maybe 1,000 calories a day. Right. And she'd been a chronic dieter, lots of cardio, like no days off, just 
we were, we were stuck, but she wasn't seeing the results that she thought she should, you know, you're always learned just eat less, eat less, or do more, do more, and your weight's going to go down, and she was just stuck, came to us super frustrated, um, and then we worked, we, I mean, we're still working together, she has increased her intake to over 1,600 calories, and has hit a new low on weight, we're doing less cardio than ever, I think she does three bouts of 20 to 30 minutes of cardio per week. So not a ton. So maybe like an hour of cardio per week intake is up to 16 plus hundred. And yeah, she's reaching a weights that she's wanted to see for years. Um, and at a sustainable way, like enjoying life more, not stressing as much, um, not stressing her body as much. And so it's pretty, pretty amazing. I'm super excited for her for when we do transition back to her next fat loss phase, just as you were saying, because now we're at such a higher starting point. She's not doing a ton of cardio. We're at a good amount of calories. Um, so we gives us some space to work and have your body metabolism actually change and make those adaptations compared to if we're at a thousand, I mean, where do you go from there? You can't, we can't go lower. Yeah. yeah. Your, your health is always our most our, our highest priority. And mm -hmm. just like Layla said, like after you get to a higher amount of calories, let's say Jamie had reached her fat loss goal um, during that first fat loss phase and she increased her calories up, you know, 600, 800 calories, we then transition her in, into a stepwise approach into intuitive eating. So mm -hmm. pay more attention to hunger and satiety cues by and, and gradually pull away from tracking. Again, tracking is a temporary tool to get a permanent solution. At Tandem, we're not here to make you tracking fiends forever. Is fiend even, what does fiend mean? Tracking fans? I think he said things. Oh yeah, tracking people forever. Um, so yes, so we don't want you tracking for the rest of your life and dieting should not be a long-term. It should be short-term if done properly and mm -hmm. to get back to your life. Um, and so there's Absolutely. a there's a very strategic and scientific approach to this, which I believe that in tandem we have um, amazing plan and program mm -hmm. uh, developed by our team over the last decade of helping women lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And if you're interested in hearing more about our programs, uh, it is called the Tone Up Programs. And Tone Up stands for Tandem's Official Nutrition and Exercise United Program for Women. And if you want to learn our strategies, get hands-on access to the, the proven strategies that help literally thousands of women lose fat, and keep it off for life. Just comment tone up below. You know, Layla and I will just reach out to you, have a conversation with you, see if you're a good fit for a program, and just see if uh, you know if if our program would be a good fit for you. Again, we just want you to learn how to diet in a healthy and sustainable way. Um, mm -hmm. Gone are the days of fad dieting, extreme dieting challenges. Like, listen, there is a proven and right way to diet. And at Tandem, we have, I believe that from what we know from science so far, we have. Um, I don't want to say mastered. Yeah, we have, I, I feel like we've had, we've mastered the process and we want to teach you that process. So if you want to learn how to achieve your goals, healthy way, comment, tone up below, we'll be in touch, but please comment any other questions below coach Layla and I'll be back down, uh, back down, back over your, uh, the post tomorrow to answer some questions, but yeah. thank you all for tuning in. And thank you for our special guest coach Layla this evening. I cannot <laughs> wait to watch me. you in Dallas on June the 19th. You're going to do amazing. If anyone else is in Dallas and want to join us, please let us know, comment below. We'd love to meet up with you, but God bless everyone. Thank you for your time. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye guys.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.